You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. It's Easter. And he has risen from the dead. Alleluia, alleluia. This is an important morning for us. An important celebration. It seems like an eternal Lent so far. It's been hard on all of us. Priests, laity, deacons, everybody. This idea of living confined is driving me up a wall, to be honest with you. I have a severe case of cabin fever, like most of you. But I did prepare. I got my little mask. It's color-coordinated, as you notice. It's black. Fits my shirt. But anyway... I'm following all the rules, doing the best I can to be committed. You know, the biggest tool that the devil has for us, and the biggest way that he can weaken us, is through discouragement. Because he wants us to give up. Let's just think about what Holy Week was all about. On Thursday, we gathered with him in the upper room. Jesus took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body. Then he took the cup filled with wine. He gave thanks, blessed it, gave it to his disciples and said, this is my blood. Now do this in remembrance of me. Very, very important for us. Because this is what we are all about. What takes place on the altar is what makes us really Catholic. Bread bread broken and wine blessed. Jesus, in a very real way, is present on the altar. The consecrated bread and consecrated wine. What happened afterwards? After Jesus had had a meal, he did something very special mentioned in John's gospel. He washed the feet of his disciples. Now Peter, God bless him, I'm really looking forward to meeting him one day. He is a very, very special, faith-filled man despite all the mistakes that he made. He said, Lord, you shouldn't wash my feet. Jesus said, let me do it now. You'll understand later. Then, Lord, wash my head and my hands too. He said, no, feet are enough. Dinner was over. Judas had revealed himself, and now he had left. Now Jesus was going to begin his passion. So he goes out into the garden. And as he enters the gate of the garden, he tells his disciples, you wait here. I need to be alone. So he goes off by himself. Scriptures say he threw himself on the ground and pleaded, Father, take this cup away from me. But not my will, but yours be done. 
He said it three times, so it wasn't just a passing thought. Take this cup away from me. But not my will, but yours be done. I think some of us have pleaded the same thing with this virus. Take this virus away from us. After he had prayed, the guards, the crowd shows up. Judas, he had mentioned to the guards, was to identify the one by the kiss that he was going to give Jesus. And so he did. Walked up to Jesus and gave him a kiss. A kiss of betrayal. They took him back into town. They tried him. Found him guilty. So they beat him. Beat him bloodily. Then he, the most difficult thing for him to do put this beam on his shoulders. And he carries it through town to the people he came to save. The people he came to give the good news. All he did was mock him. Then he goes up the hill. They lay him down on this beam and then they nail him hand and feet to this cross. They hoisted it up. There he was. For several hours suffering now you talk about discouragement Jesus was discouraged after all he came to save the world and now the world is going to condemn him to death now he begins to doubt my God my God why have you forsaken me he thought his father had abandoned him But then he does something very important for you and me. He hasn't got all the answers, the human Jesus I'm talking about now. He hasn't got all the answers. Just like we don't now in the situation we're in. But what does he do? His next words were, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Then he died. God died on the cross. It gives me the chills just saying that. Because Jesus was true God and true man. They take him down, wrap him in a shroud, put him in a cave, then rolled a stone against the entrance. For some of the disciples, that's where the story ends. He started going home. All their dreams were locked up in this cave with a man they thought was going to be the answer to all life's problems. And so the time ticked away. Now we come to Easter morn. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to the tomb to anoint the body. Final preparation. Peter 
heard, no, excuse me, Mary came back to Peter and said, they've taken Jesus and we don't know where they've laid him. Well, Peter and the other disciple, that's John, go running to the cave to see for themselves. The stone is rolled back. John gets there first, because he was younger than Peter. John gets there first, but he doesn't go in. Why? Because Peter is the number one. He should be the one to go in. Now, it says something very interesting that we often miss. They go into the cave, the tomb, and you see the burial cloth set aside, kind of crumpled up. But the cloth that covered his face was rolled up and sitting where his head would be. That's Jesus' message. And he's coming back. The meal is not over. He's coming back. They don't quite understand all of this yet. But then neither do we. You know, this candle here that was first lit last night at the Easter vigil. This candle that reminds us that the light of Christ that was extinguished on the cross will never again be extinguished. The light of Christ will burn brightly till the end of time. And death doesn't win anymore. That's really important for us. Even now, with what we're going through in life, death will not win. Jesus saw to that. Jesus won the victory over death. Yes, none of us are going to get out of this world alive. None of us. We're all going to have to experience death. But the difference is it's not the end. That's the transition from this world to the next. So whenever you see this Easter candle, as it burns brightly for us today, remind yourself, the light of Christ, no matter how dark life gets, the light of Christ still burns. Christ's presence in our life is always here. He's going to get us through Easter. He's going to get us through Lent. He's going to get us through the virus. He's going to get us through whatever life throws at us. Because he said he'd always be with us. This is particularly important this morning. You're at home, probably sitting in the living room, watching your TV or looking at your computer like I did last night. You think, boy, I wish I could be there. It's true. We are missed here in this church. But you're still here, just as Jesus is still here. And he's with you as he's with us. All the time, 24-7, 365. Never to abandon us. Never to leave us alone. So today... We sing, Alleluia. He is risen from the dead, Alleluia, Alleluia. Never to die again.
And for us, we won't die eternally ever again. He's won that victory over death for us. And although we may die physically, our spirit lives on and will live on. And we look forward to the day when we're one with him in heaven. But until then, we got a world to save. Jesus began our salvation. Jesus began the work of bringing people to the Lord. He leaves it up to us to continue. For we are co-creators in building the kingdom of God. Happy Easter, everyone. I hope when you gather with your family, you invite him to the table. In fact, maybe even set a place for him. Because he'll be there. Whether it's husband and wife, whether it's a lonely priest sitting in a condominium, whether it's whomever, he'll be there to celebrate the new life he wins for all of us. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.